1: Good morning, I'm Michelle Martin. U.S. stocks shook off an early slide overnight and closed broadly higher. The market steadied following their worst drop in more than four months. The Nasdaq rose 1.6%. The Dow and S&P 500 finished higher as well. Closer to home, Asia-Pacific stocks are mixed this morning. Tokyo and Seoul are in the red, but Sydney is trading higher. Joining me now to break down a slew of earnings results and talk about that sizzling IPO here in Sydney. Singapore is Ryan Huang. Good Friday morning Ryan. Happy Friday Michelle. How are you doing?
0: Pretty good. It's just on the cuffs of a weekend. Do you have any plans yet? Uh,
1: Besides monitor what's happening in the run-up to the elections and roll back to work on Sunday. Nothing much. Yeah you need a good
0: (laughs) rest. It's going to be a busy week ahead.
1: (laughs) Absolutely right. Couldn't agree more. All right, let's start this morning Ryan on the Singapore Exchange where for the first time in more than three years a big blue chip company is going public on the main board. I'm talking about nanofilm technologies homegrown a spin-off from a project over at nanyang technological university into you demand for a piece of this ipo exceeded i should say far exceeded supply the listing is 30 times over subscribed. so ryan why is the market a buzz about nanofilm technologies and what makes the listing stand out
0: yeah quite a bit of excitement around this and nanofilms technologies just to recap is specializing in things like advanced materials, nanofabrication, industrial equipment. So it helps to coat some of the stuff you see or use on your screens, on your mobiles, on your TVs. And this is a huge market. And I'm just going to look at some of the, I guess, uh, metrics or some of the uh, characteristics Characteristics around this IPO, why people are so excited. And if you look at some of the numbers, it is showing rather good growth. You've got nanofilm demonstrating a very good track record in terms of revenue and net profit. Revenue from twenty seventeen was around one hundred and three million. And in twenty nineteen, last year, it rose to one hundred and forty two million. And then if you look at profit, it has risen to 34.5 million from 26.9 million. So it's you no know, a great opportunity to invest in a profitable technology company and you might be aware that you no know, a lot of companies these days go for an IPO tech companies despite making losses. So this is one that is attracting people because of its financial numbers. Mm. And if you look at financial numbers The margins that it makes from its products are rather attractive to some of the market watchers. If you look at the gross margin for the three years, 2017 to 2019, it's around 54.7%. And net margin um, is at around 24 to 26%. So that is the profit margin that is, well, quite attractive to some of the investors out there. And if you look at an addressable market, if you think think about technology, the demand for devices, TVs, mobiles, and things to come, that is expected to grow. And alongside that, everyone in the ecosystem will benefit from that. So that is the total addressable market that could benefit. So if you look at all that, all in overall, Mm -hmm. it makes nanofilm technologies one to watch besides the fact that it's the... Well, for a long time, the first non-REIT IPO that is going on the main board. If you look at the past three years, the last one we saw that that was a non-REIT was Mm. a coffee shop operator, Kofu, and the other one is Propnex. Propnex,
1: yeah. All right, so Nanofilm Technologies, as you mentioned, specializes in protective coating for smartphones, laptops, and other electronic devices. Uh, you know, they, they specialize in nano products. Based on the IPO price, the company has a market cap of $1.7 billion. So put this in perspective for us. How does this compare to other stocks on the exchange?
0: Okay, so if you look at the previous listings, uh, the last main board listing this year was the IPO of United Hampshire US REIT that raised around $394 million. And the IPO for nanofilms is raising $170 million for a market cap of 1.7. So it is somewhere in the list up there. But if you are looking at you no know, a tech name, we don't really have a lot of tech names in the on the SGX. Mm. So it is very hard to compare on that front. Uh, but uh, if you look at what's uh, to come... It, in terms of opening the gates for other potential listings, I think this could be a potential game-changer because for quite some time, we haven't had such excitement around a tech company in Singapore.
1: Yeah, we're going to keep an eye on this homegrown blue chip in the months ahead. In fact, just a little while, we're going to check in and see how its shares are performing on its first day of trade. First, though, let's check in on those US tech stocks. There were a slew of earning announcements overnight. Apple, Amazon... Alphabet, Facebook, and Twitter all opened their books. The tech giants reported strong results, but murky outlooks. So let's start with Apple. Its iPad, its Mac sales, they were strong, but not strong enough to make up for the late launch of the new iPhone. So I understand that Apple's revenue from China was down as well, Ryan?
0: Yeah, so it was a bit of a, well, not so great. Um, bag of numbers from Apple, mm. and that was why its stock price down more than was more than five percent down in after hours trading. So iPhone sales fell sixteen percent, and there was a huge slump in revenue from China, one of its biggest markets, twenty nine percent down, and sales were at seven point nine billion dollars, and that is the lowest in several years. And on top of that, a bit of uncertainty because Apple did not give any guidance for the quarter ahead.
1: Yeah, not much forward guidance there. Clear as mud, some would say. All right, so let's uh, follow, let's run through the rest of the tech earnings game show style. I'll name the company and you give us the top line result. Are you ready, Ryan? Oh, Ryan, let's go. Amazon.
0: All right, Amazon is a huge e commerce giant and it did benefit from the stay at home and work from home and pandemic lockdowns. Everyone was shopping from home. So that saw its third quarter results blowing out expectations by a wide margin. Revenue was up 37%, but there was, if you had to nitpick, a bit of a dampener from its forward forecast. The holiday season forecast was rather mixed. It missed expectations for some analysts, and that seemed to be enough excuse for people to sell the stock.
1: But Amazon is expecting a big holiday season surge ahead. It's predicting a 28 to 38% jump in fourth quarter sales. Investors Mm. didn't think that was good enough. Amazon shares down nearly 2% in after hours trade. Let's move on to Facebook. Okay, Facebook shares gained
0: more than 1% after they reported third quarter numbers, and that exceeded analyst expectations. But what's worth noting is that Facebook reported a decrease in users in the US and Canada. So that is one to watch because of all the political backlash and all the regulatory um, hurdles potentially down the road that could put a brake on its um, momentum.
1: Yeah. Despite strong earnings so far this year, Facebook is predicting a significant amount of uncertainty for the year ahead. And investors sold off on the news. Facebook shares down more than 2.5% in after-hours trade. Next up, Twitter.
0: All right, Twitter was a huge Um, slump and this to the tune of and a dropped 18 percent after hours trading Mm. in regular session trading it was up eight percent so shares of twitter were slammed after the social media company reported that user growth fell short of expectations so total number of new users was up by one million that is disappointing expectations by eight million so That was a huge miss and that was why we saw the stock price down by so much. But on the bright side, sales increased by 14% to $936 million, defying the Analyst expectations for a five percent drop in that quarter.
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, Twitter had stronger than expected third quarter earnings, but there was disappointment around the subscription. So what did investors do? They sold off Twitter shares down eighteen percent in after hours trade to a bit more than fifty two US dollars a share. Next, Alphabet.
0: Yeah, so it's not all bad news for tech. Alphabet, the Google parent was the one that bucked the trend. Its stock rose as much as 9% in after-hours trading and this is because it crushed expectations for both earnings and revenue for its third-quarter results. And revenue was up 14% thanks to strong growth in advertising. And one standout was YouTube advertising growth and that was up 32% from last year to around $5 billion.
1: Remember the days when YouTube had no advertising?
0: That was a long time ago. No pre-roll, no (laughs) intermittent ads. Those were the days.
1: (laughs) We're showing up each year. All right, I'm going through uh, one non-tech company because I am craving some of its products, Starbucks.
0: Okay, Starbucks is quite interesting because it kind of reflects the mood and the economic sentiment. And you have a picture emerging that things are bouncing back, looking at what it's doing in terms of sales. So it's saying... Sales in the US and China are recovering from the COVID-19 pandemic more quickly than expected. So all in, we did see sales drop by 9%, but it could have been worse. In China, sales declined by just 3%. And if you look into the details, even though we saw sales decline, customers are spending more on their coffee orders. And what's really attracting the customers to buy more are things like cold beverages and plant-based options. And these are higher priced and higher margin items. So that is interesting um, because it kind of shows that maybe people are just wanting to treat themselves and pamper themselves more Hmm. during this, well, very difficult time. So that Hmm. is helping the company to project that maybe 2021 is going to be have a faster rebound than what people were looking out for initially.
1: Interesting. Yeah, people definitely still want their macchiatos, lattes, cold or hot. And curbside service has been a big boost to Starbucks. So how did the company's shares do overnight? They rose 1% during the trading session, but are giving back some of those gains in after-hour trade. Ryan, we've been focused this morning on earnings, but many investors are looking at the big picture, and that is rising covid number numbers the u.s elections less than a week finally here <laughs> and the lack of a u.s stimulus package so what are analysts saying about the market's short to medium-term outlook
0: yeah so timely to get these numbers before the elections this is the initial estimates of the third quarter gdp for the u.s and we saw a rebound of 33.1 percent on an annualized basis And that is after the second quarter showed a drop of nearly 31%. It hasn't totally recovered from that plunge or or that hole that it dug because you kind of need at least 50% to recover from a 30% drop. So that is what we have right now. We have a bit of a bounce, but not quite back to where we are in terms of pre-COVID times. So in the short term to medium term, you still need that momentum to be driving the growth, and we don't have that with the lack of a stimulus ma- um, stimulus package. So that is creating what people what people are saying is going to be a shaky fourth quarter. It's going to be quite tough to call for this one. And if you look for market volatility, mm. when you just look at you have to look at U.S. elections that could potentially drag on if the results are not clear. The counting could be longer than usual because a lot of it is now posted by mail and that takes a long time to process
1: Alright, let's check in with local markets now 17 minutes past 9 on the clock Now at the top of the program we talked about Nanofilm Technologies IPO So, how are Nanofilm shares trading, Ryan? Okay,
0: just out of the gates we had the IPO priced at around 279 hmm. and I am looking at it with the latest price at 288 So that is what we have for Nanofilm at the moment. And if you just step back and take a look at the wider market, uh, that is against a drop in the wider market. So you've got the STI now down by 0.6% at 2,434. So that is near five-month lows. And that, sorry, excuse me, Hmm. five-week lows. So that is something to keep in mind when you look at what's happening across the region. You've got a bit of selling pressure as we head into the U.S. elections. And if it stays this way, the STI will be on a five-day losing streak.
1: Yeah, it's lost ground every day this week. All right, he's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. You have a great weekend. This is Market View. Before
0: acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg